0: Hello and welcome back. Mark brought the snack, and it's a follow-up. We're gonna be talking about core values in relationships, and this subject was triggered by a call-in from one of our listeners. Mark has a song and he wants you to keep your knees up, Mother Brown. And in Paranormal Corner, we're talking about Ouija boards. It's creepy, stick around.
1: And welcome back to Snack Little Talk A Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. And oh, I forgot the snack! <laughs> Well, we start off with a drink.
0: It smells so good. Now, the
1: drink is called Brown Sugar Bubble Tea.
0: Brown sugar. Now, this
1: is a... Oh, it smells a,
0: good.
1: This is a Asian thing. I got this at an Asian market while I was searching for Asian foods. And uh, I got pictures of it that we're going to share on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at yep, Snackalittle. Yep. Oh, it smells good. Uh, brown Sugar Bubble Tea oh. showed up a lot. And this is... Uh, I've split, you know... Put the mix in, split it, and gave you half. So I'll let you uh, start start on out. I gotta say, that. so I sniffed it. Right.
0: <laughs> it smells like coffee. It smells like maple. Right? You get in you get more in there and it does smell brown sugary, but ooh, whatever it is, it smells good. So I'm gonna
1: yeah, give Take it a, sip. a sip of it. It it has uh now it does have stuff. I gave you a spoon. I have a boba straw. It has yep. boba, which I know you I, love because you I, love now, have things that taste like
0: little s- snot balls. Snot yep. balls.
1: But it's not just boba. It's got other things. There's two. There were three packets. So Jana watched me prepare this in her kitchen. This was, I actually
0: wasn't. I was there.
1: Okay. Well, this was not the secret part of the, oh, okay. the snack. So I could have this watched. The, yeah. But right. it had three different packets to put into it, and, and each packet was separate, which is strange to me why they didn't all come in one packet. But uh, anyways, you empty the three packets separately, pour the hot water in, stir it up, and that's what you got. Uh, I kept the cup that has the label on it. And what was also interesting, I did show this to Jana, is that this has a, the nutritional facts and ingredient label slapped onto it over it, yeah, the weird. label that was printed on the thing. So that weird, that's suspect right there. Sus. And by, by the way, I have a picture of that to share too. I just thought, thought that was interesting. So, so I'm assuming these
0: are boba that I'm chewing? Or is not, it all? It's not not, not all, all of them. Okay. because it, it seemed, I mean, it pretty much seemed like boba. Um, okay. Now I have to look at them. All right. Well, some are well, yeah. they all look the same.
1: That's boba. They do look the same.
0: Oh, okay. I'm gonna chew on the.
1: I think that the little boba. bits again. Yeah. No. Okay. Yep. It's not boba. No. Nope. I got something different. And it's something that's common in this kind of tea. So I went to three different Asian markets recently, uh, looking for Thai iced tea, and uh, I found some. But I also found this stuff here. Was very popular. Was this. Uh, brown sugar bubble tea
0: it feels like a date
1: it is not because date is not necessarily asian that's more of a middle eastern staple i
0: don't even know what that would be you're gonna just have to tell me because it, it's got the texture it's a little bit grainy it's very soft but a little bit grainy and it feels like it has a little bit a uh, firmer outer shell or something
1: right. it's a red bean now, oh, if I would have right. told you, that is, yeah, if I'm would have mm-hmm. told you I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, sweet tea with beans in it, you'd go, wait, what?
0: <laughs> I would, but I've had an Asian dessert at at a Japanese restaurant where they, it was like a red bean something dessert, well, was, which was weird, but, but and good that's what in this its is. own this, weird this, way. The, the
1: red beans had some kind of sugar coating, but I'm sure that melted off as soon as the it hot is, water it was pulled in. It is a texture. But it is a bean, bean in your bubble tea. I just thought that was really interesting.
0: I, should we? I, so, I, <laughs> you think
1: that needs, Okay. So that should
0: be a country song. I think
1: you have a napkin over there. Get your napkin ready. We don't have. This is, this is what okay. you're going to eat. Wait right. till you see what I'm going to give to you, and I'm going to let you uh, okay. pull a thing out.
0: And while you're doing that, right, okay, I'm, doing, I'm, so, I'm dinging that too. <laughs> uh, um, while you're doing that, I have a question. So there's no coffee in this
1: because uh, it smells kind I of, know of coffee
0: it doesn't really it says taste bubble tea coffee-ish
1: i can't really read the ingredients the
0: writing is so it easy. is very small. small welcome to the geriatric <laughs> the, hour well no this, that's not the, both, this is i i no, can see small. up
1: close without my glasses this stuff this is this label that slapped on here it's got it's small yeah that's crazy maybe
0: that's by design
1: all right now uh i am going to have you close your eyes and stick your hand out okay. Oh! and I want to put this in your okay. hand Okay. and I want you to yes. smell it be- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm okay
1: I want you to smell it before you eat it and you can look at it before you eat it but I, I want you to dime. see if you can tell what it is so,
0: every time so here we go <laughs> Okay. Hand there hand you go out. that is All your right. dessert oh. that is your snack okay. That's kind of heavy
1: of course I said dessert so you can have an idea of what it is in, this All st- right. in that uh. sense smell it smell it and see now <laughs> she's smell feeling it. Smell it. she's feeling it
0: all right. All right. So it fe- so the bottom is diff. Well, I don't know if that was the bottom, but I turned it around. The bottom feels the- this half is heavier than if I do it. Well.
1: That's upright. Okay. That's upside down. Oh. What oh. is it?
0: I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you what it smells like. Right. What? It smells like, um, oh, what do they call it? Like 50 50 orange? ice cream that's pretty close orange vanilla ice cream
1: Where do you see what it is i don't think you would guess if Did we had to play it? a guessing game yeah that's, that's like. why i wanted you to smell it because it's like you can smell the do the i get to look or yeah you can look you can either or that's up to you okay you have it upside down turn it right side oh, up and you'll be okay. able to know what it is
0: <laughs> oh huh? oh wait is this gonna be like a orange flavored ding dong well orange cup oh. it's a
1: hostess cupcake which we had, we had on the show before before we I haven't mean, had this we I mean, had we had cupcakes because you you had the yeah, the cupcake yes. challenge, mm-hmm. yes. which uh, this is Hostess totally orange like cupcakes.
0: Have they made and these it actually before? Says, is what I meant.
1: In small print after the word orange, natural flavor, which is why I grabbed it because so I, I hate the artificial. I hate the artificial flavor cupcakes.
0: By the way, do you see the sweat or the glass broken? The bag of glass. Remember, so we talked about this when we had the chocolate ones. Wait, was it more than it 30 was, seconds
1: ago? You're asking me to remember But it something? was on
0: the icing. I'm seeing sparkly stuff oh, on right. the cake.
1: Well, this also says in fine print on the front, frosted orange flavored cake with creamy filling.
0: Okay. And I can see at the so bottom. So that's where you get the 50-50 bar smell. This smell. smells great. I haven't, it I've, does smell great. I have
1: not had one of these I mean they come in a package of two
0: this is all new I'm gonna start in go for it and I'm gonna take a picture of the sparkles Mm. in my cupcake I do like shiny things yeah so what do you think does it taste like natural flavors or does it seem orange-ish
1: you know it almost tastes like uh, but I don't see them almost tastes like it has bits of orange in it like bits of orange rind or something some zest it actually tastes pretty good what do you think? Not bad, especially if you take a sip of the uh, uh, brown sugar. Wait, wait, brown what sugar, stuff? brown sugar bubble tea.
0: Um. Okay, I think it's pretty good. It does taste to me like artificial orange flavor.
1: Hmm. It, it, there may be some in there too,
0: but if done well, I'm not completely upset about that. Um. That's just one bite. The top of it, I actually like this icing better than the ones that we tried the the cho- the qu- quote the chocolate standard, cupcakes
1: right the standard chocolate ones.
0: I think it's because I don't have any chocolate expectations from this, so maybe my expectations are I've, I've just lowered my expectations <laughs> lowered
1: expectations
0: maybe. That sounds so well, snotty. So
1: I'm looking. I'm looking at all the ingredients, and there's too many to list. This is a w- long list. At the very end, after it, it says contains egg, milk, wheat, soy, and also says contains bioengineered food ingredients.
0: Mm, that sounds promising.
1: <laughs> From Hostess Brands LLC. But anyway, so it's a hopeless cupcake. I'm gonna eat it a little more too. You okay, start talking.
0: So tell. Me, so I'm kind of curious. All right. First of all, it took a, a second big bite to, get, to get in there and find a good, healthy dose of cream. But you know, I mean, I like cream, so I guess I'm a cream pig. Uh, the cream, they probably have to, like a lot of these things, add some shortening to it and maybe some preservatives to make it last a good long time. Right. But it tastes good. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to get this again and again. I don't even know if it would be available because this may, may be like the McRib that, right. you know, we, we're the waiting for that thing. one right. time of year right. where we get to go get the orange cupcakes again. I got to say, I, I
1: like the taste of this.
0: I don't hate I'm it. Surprised. I'm surprised. I don't know if I'd run out and get it again.
1: I thought it was going to taste really horrible. And so I'm pleasantly surprised. And plus with the brown sugar bubble tea
0: which I ha- so I need to take another bite of this and try mm. it with the tea afterwards.
1: It's great with the tea. In fact, if I didn't have this tall glass, I would actually dip this in the tea.
0: Uh so you've you had have Biscotti, a, right?
1: You, you have a the what?
0: Biscotti? Yeah. I'm thinking also with this tea. Yeah. I think dipping Biscotti in there would be oh, delightful. Oh that would be good. Are you thinking about did it? You know, he did was you thinking know about.
1: Biscotti it. is uh so I Bless went to a couple. <laughs> I went to a couple international stores uh, in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in a Middle Eastern store. They had biscotti, but they called it something else. Oh, dang it! Now it's escaping me. Oh, um, but it was like burn or something. It was like a four-letter word. Oh, but they had a whole bunch of variety. I can like think of a, a lot of four-letter like <laughs> words. <but.
0: laughs>
1: like it's a thing. I mean, it, they had so much. There, there was a pretty large segment segment of biscotti type stuff and then there was some that was labeled with that same word that looked just like plain toast already toasted toast so i'm not sure because i'm not that uh clearly i'm not that familiar with the middle eastern uh food customs
0: which would be more probably for hors d'oeuvres i would think instead of for i mean you know people would put like bruschetta or something on it or tapenade right you know what that is, tapenade?
1: No, I was going to make fun of the way you pronounce bruschetta. <laughs>
0: bruschetta. <laughs> What's the matter with the way I pronounce bruschetta? I thought bruschetta. Well, I you, don't know. I,
1: you know. You it, know, maybe it's bruschetta <laughs> How do you for say all yolk? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Hope you're listening to all our shows, everybody.
1: <laughs> if you don't, you're not going to get all the jokes.
0: So before you finish with that last bite. Okay. Dip your tongue in there. <laughs> and get just the cream and tell me that you if you know that's what
1: she did say <laughs>
0: <laughs> when it's all combined together, it works when you have just the cream and you're like a a cream snob right there's no comparing
1: right no, what I did on my last bite and i'll I'll have two more bites of this. I take a bite and then I because I have a straw with my uh coffee thing or not coffee I'm sorry my bubble brown sugar bubble tea yeah. Is I'll take a swig of that at the same time, and man, this is good. This is a good combo. I didn't, I didn't know if these would go together. I certainly didn't plan it this way. These yeah. were bought, purchased about a month apart, but uh,
0: the tea is great, and I, <laughs> I'm sure in the ingredient deck and the and the the sugar, <laughs> mm. the amount of sugar that it's in it, it might be what takes it over the top. I, we have tea on the show, but generally. I'm not that big of a fan of of most tea that I've tried, but I keep trying because so many people like it. So I keep thinking, right. I know I just have to find the right tea for me. And I have a few found a few that I like, but this is very good. So is that if you told me, then I guess I just Jones it. Does it say if it's black tea or green tea? I'm,
1: I did not. I can't read the ingredients. Oh right,
0: it's too small. Okay, you I'm think gonna, you can? No, I'm not. Jenna's gonna
1: try to try to read the ingredients. I'm not
0: saying but I see, absolutely can.
1: Don't you need glasses to read stuff up close?
0: No. Well, they say I do, but come on. Yeah, I,
1: I I only need glasses to see far away, so I'm I'm actually good on this.
0: Oh, there is coffee. Oh, is there? Whoa, instant coffee so, powder.
1: So the brown sugar tea. The secret of it is it's coffee.
0: There's also some caking. Oh, black tea. Okay. So coffee and black tea powder.
1: Huh. Well, there you go.
0: You know what's weird? Uh, before we move on, I smell the coffee more than I taste it. When you smell it, it smells like coffee. It doesn't, doesn't seem as strong to me when you're tasting right.
1: it. Right. It tastes like uh, uh, my coffee. Meaning that I don't drink black coffee. I like coffee when it has a whole bunch of other stuff in it to take away that horrible bitter. So this to me tastes like coffee in that sense. Yeah,
0: cream or milk with a hint of coffee. Right. Yeah. It's it's the kicker or whatever.
1: I put put in about a cup of chocolate chips and let that melt into coffee. And then I put a bunch of milk into it until it looks like it's cream.
0: Wow. That sounds delicious, actually. So like a, what's that, a mocha? Right,
1: I think a mocha. Mo- mocha lattes is what I normally get. The f- I should normally i what i I go out to coffee twice a coffee. year, maybe.
0: Well, all right. Well, you're working on that. How about this? So we had a show. It was our uh, Valentine show a few weeks back. One of our listeners called in about that show. Oh,
1: we and- have a listener call.
0: Yeah, and we want to play that because we are responding to this and we're going to talk See, about it.
1: See, we respond to the listeners. That's why you need to call in on our listener line. Listener... <laughs> you know I got a boba stuck between my teeth. Our listener line, it's 909...
0: 909- 572... 0278.
1: So anytime you have a comment about any of the shows... Call in, leave a message, we listen to them, and we may feature it on the show as we're about to do right now.
0: And here we go. This was an exceptionally good episode. I really enjoyed it. I do think that people cannot have a lot in common and still be in a great relationship. I know I am. We're very different, but we have our core values. I think that's kind of the thing you guys missed talking about in this episode is that the core values, if the core values are there, all the rest of the stuff will fall into place. They can be an introvert and someone be an extrovert, etc. So it's about the core values and, of course, attraction. And then also, Mark, you cannot say you're 26 years old and then in the same breath say something like, she was trying to mack out on him. That's definitely a phrase someone over 40 would say. I love your show, guys. Thank you.
1: Bye. How dare she tell me I'm not 26.
0: The nerd. I am
1: incensed. <laughs> Wait, I am incensed. Someone over 60 would say that, wouldn't they?
0: Uh, yeah. I don't think that's a
1: phrase nowadays. Yeah, we'll have to a...
0: show on that. Old-timey <laughs> phrases.
1: So there we go. Uh, uh, core values.
0: Yeah, so is it important? Well, we're referring to psychology today. Oh, okay. Kristen Fuller, she's a therapist. Why it's so important for couples to talk about their core values. Core values are important, and so is sharing them with a new potential partner. Shall we get into this? Please, please do. All right. Romantic relationships are challenging especially when you are wearing your heart on your sleeve and braving your true self with your partner. When we begin dating someone new we willingly drown ourselves in the heavy currents of infatuation and attraction. As a result we often forget to check for compatibility. Catching feelings for someone and sharing similar interests and hobbies does not equal compatibility. There's what? a lot and there's a lot to unpack there.
1: <laughs> I know we just started this article already.
0: Yeah, when, when we initially look for compatibility, we look for similar interests. Maybe you want to date someone who loves dogs, enjoys skiing and spends a lot of their free time engaging in physical activities in the outdoors. These are excellent traits to have. But what happens when you agree? Sorry, so when you age or injure yourself and no longer ski every day in the winter? Is your relationship compromised because you don't share the enduring core values? Is that a core value? I can't ski anymore? No, 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 no.
1: The, no, I think what they're saying is, aside oh, from the fun stuff... Oh, because if you
0: don't, can you still get along? Right. Sorry. Right. Okay. Uh, interests and hobbies change over time, but core values do not. Taking right. about Talking about your core values early in a relationship is crucial for many reasons. The primary reason is that you don't want to invest time and emotion into something that will not last based on not having similar core values. So stopping right here okay what do you think of and it asks here but what do you think of uh, as core values what would that be mean to you
1: i would say religion and politics and that's it pretty much well those are i'm just trying to keep it simple here uh okay uh family moral morality regardless Mm -hmm. whether it's religiously driven or not is is included in in both of those actually yeah so you went let me even simplify it more down to morality and morals and what you believe are good morals and what you believe are bad morals and what the other person does what do what do you think on that
0: i agree with that i'm now i'm thinking so you're saying that uh, religion and politics religion certainly would fall into morals does politics because isn't that an opinion i mean if you're whatever wherever your politics lie to you uh, that might make up for your
1: well i think it depends on what you
0: beliefs right well
1: that's why i simplified it down to just morals because i think depending on the uh political party that you follow out of and i don't mean just the two major ones republican democrat i'm thinking of uh green party and libertarian party uh among some of the other still and i mean this in a reverent way fringe parties Mm -hmm. that uh they kind of had a morality to them the parties do in the sense of the i'm sure they have core tenets to their party yes so i think that kind of goes into the morality and and look me saying morality is is I'll admit it's kind of a cop-out because I want to get to the rest of the article. Okay. So that's why I was trying to oversimplify it down to morality.
0: Well, so the therapist here says, what are core values? What are relationship core values? Core values in a relationship are guiding beliefs that direct your words and actions. Your perspective is about yourself and other individuals and the world around you. Core values are a foundation of how you live your life. Why do core values matter in a relationship? Well, in a healthy romantic relationship, each partner has other individuals, friends, co-workers, family members, who play the various roles that fulfill all of their other individual needs that their romantic partner cannot fill. Hmm. Your partner cannot always be your travel companion, therapist, confidant, fin- financial safety net, co-parent, and lover. Can we yeah, stop there? Sure. No. No. I just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. uh... I don't like some of that.
0: Okay. Break it down.
1: I don't like uh, uh, that your partner can't always be your travel partner. To me, your partner should always be able to be a travel partner. I mean, look, I certainly understand the importance of, no, this is my friend who I do this with. This is my friend I do that with. And that's not necessarily what my partner likes. That I understand, you know, because you don't, everything doesn't have to be fully aligned. Yeah. But on the other hand, you should always be able to travel with your partner. To me, to me, that is one of the key tests of a relationship is how you travel together.
0: I think you should be able to, absolutely. Are you saying that you don't think that if, let's say your significant other is going to have a, I don't know, a two or three day um, all girls getaway on a weekend right. cruise or whatever. Right. Um, And so you're going to be home taking care of the kids because, you know, we are still only 26. Right. Um,
1: We have plenty more kids to put out there. That's right. (laughs) Ladies. (laughs) So gentlemen,
0: (laughs) do you do you think that they shouldn't do that as long? So, again, this is mostly referring to people who still have kids. I've had this conversation with my mother who says, if you have kids, why are you taking vacations away from your kids and leaving them with someone else? (laughs) And there are people in my family and and I'm sorry that I'm outing my mother. She (laughs) wasn't referring to you. Uh, But and, and I have had I've told her I'm like, I don't think that there's a problem with that. I mean, if you're not doing it all the time. I don't think occasionally saying, you know what, we're going to, we're going to either I'm going to do it with just my girlfriends or dude, guy and I are going to get away for a couple of days.
1: Without the kids.
0: Yeah. I I can
1: see that. I mean, uh, in, in my life, my parents went on, I think at least two different cruises without us kids and they had us stay with other relatives, Mm -hmm. which were some of the best times of my life because I got to stay with relatives who spoiled me for once.
0: Right, instead oh, yeah, of my yeah. other
1: relatives who shunned me and acted like my sister yeah. was an only grandchild. Yes, I am talking well, to you, was, my dad's parents. She was parents.
0: special, and you know, and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but I, it just, it just the way it's, the the blanket statement of those things that I, and I don't know if this is where the uh, person who wrote the article was going or not, but I just didn't that particular one uh, just grinded my gears there for a second. Is it, it? It was this. Oh, you don't have to know how to travel. You don't have to be able to travel with your partner.
0: I don't know why they can't always be your financial safety net or your confidant. There are parts of it. Can't always be your lover? What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. They're, I'm not understanding some of this either. Yeah. But well, let's let's continue.
1: Let's not let's give them, give them a chance. Yep.
0: here. So it's essential to have other people in your life to fulfill these needs. However, your romantic partner should be able to fill your core values. Issues will arise and you will have hurdles to overcome in your relationship. Having compatible core values will arm you with the necessary strength and camaraderie to navigate these hurdles together. Shared interests, chemistry, attraction. I mean, it's ding, 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 all about what our caller was saying. Did you read this first? Did you write this? Uh, Shared interests, chemistry, attraction will fade and maybe come again, but core values will always be there. That's profound. Common examples of important core values. Ready? All right. Get your pens, everybody. Okay. Trust. There's going to be a quiz at the end of this. Yes. Trust. Family. Accountability. Mm. How you express your anger. Yep. Religion. Empathy. Gender roles. Financial matters. Self-improvement. Loyalty. And communication. Wow. Wow. That's a, That's a lot. That's a lot. How long is this segment gonna be? <laughs> how do you determine your core values? All right. Okay, and I'm just gonna. Wait, say- Are you asking
1: me a question, or is that part of the article? Do you
0: ever really have you ever really thought about that? Isn't that one of those things? How that I you,
1: determine
0: core values. No. What are your core values? I've, I've
1: certainly thought of a, a handful of things on that list. Certainly, uh, how important communication is. Yeah. How important trust is. I mean, yes. I could go down the list actually, and and you know, almost every one of those. Empathy, not so much, and I think you know that about me. Yes, it's it's I, I it's part of being a dude, but it, that's not an excuse. It's just something that I don't necessarily look. I have a lot of empathy. I watch videos where someone gets hit in the nuts with a ball, and I say, <laughs> "I get my my crotch goes uh, over." People that are on a video that happened years ago, so I, I got there's some empathy in there. It just has to be the right situation. <laughs> okay,
0: did you Ladies. know... I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I even have empathy for inanimate objects. When I see flags that are, are, are dreary and dirty and torn, I want to cry. I feel like I want to cry right now. It makes me really sad. I'm like, what the hell?
1: I don't think we've talked about that, but I do believe it because you are I, such I, a sensitive individual. I, uh, do you see
0: my eyes watering up right now? I do. Now? You're, you
1: <laughs> don't do that because my empathy, uh, my eyes are going to start my, watering up because of my empathy for is you. This the empathy show. Over, see, you do have empathy. I'm so proud
0: of you. <laughs> Mark does have empathy. <laughs> we've had a breakthrough. <laughs> All right. How to determine your core values. All right identify your values through honest introspection this is not an exercise in choosing what you aspire to be but rather it requires digging deep down that's important it's not who you I want agree. to be I, you, know. you have to be ju- non-judgmental about the things you care about most what makes you feel the most you what makes you feel expanded open or joyful what does that mean expanded i yeah, guess I just know. i don't know i you're. feel that way
1: when i eat a whole half gallon of ice cream while I'm sitting.
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> If it's playing with the kids, perhaps one of your core values is family. Um I like I'm glad they put the perhaps because yeah. I didn't have kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean I, well, I was I was well, I was a great aunt I was not
1: that you know of.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. I keep forgetting about that time I was in a coma. <laughs> um I was a very good aunt. I'm still a very good aunt. So it's not that I didn't enjoy them, I just didn't end up having kids. Maybe you want kids in the future. I mean, there's a possibility. I am only 26. (laughs) That's right. Uh, If it's making sure everyone has their desired amount of food on their plate, maybe you value fairness or service. Uh, Yeah. Right. Sorry, I'm telling too much about myself. No, I don't relate with any of this. (laughs) If you don't like working for a boss, even the best boss in the world, maybe you value uh, autonomy. If you continually plan for the future by putting... I don't know how that affects your relationship, honestly.
1: What planning for the future or the, the boss
0: part? I don't know how that would. I mean, unless the other, unless your partner is like, no, you have to work for the yeah, man. I, yeah, I think
1: they're. I think they're deviating a little bit, which is okay. Yep, yep. You know, yep. we'll we'll allow that. But yeah, that's that's not who who your boss is and whether you work for your boss or like working for your boss is not necessarily directly related to your relationship. Yeah. Well, so, we're, we're going to throw that one out.
0: Okay. If you continually plan for the future by putting away money each month, maybe you value value financial freedom. Eh, That's a big one. If your partner does not share these core values with you, your core values are deal breakers in a relationship. They're not always they should be. that is hard.
1: That is very harsh. I don't know that I agree with that necessarily.
0: Well, even if these aren't your core values, the things that are, you're saying that it wouldn't be a deal breaker?
1: Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm i thinking, this makes me think, maybe we ought to be teaching this in uh, junior high school. Yeah. To look out and try to match up with people in your core values. Because this is, uh, I don't want to say this is all new to me, because it certainly isn't at this age. I mean, come on, I've been around for 26 years. Uh, but but uh, I, I would say a discussion of this would be... Uh, a better class in junior high than all this woke nonsense crap that's going on. Teaching, you know, I don't want to say something worse than crap. How to
0: do stuff to each other from the library books that are being found in some well, schools. Well, yes,
1: that, and also worrying about the color of one's skin and and shaming of someone for of something car- they had character. nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. I would think a class on uh, core values, and you could do a generic class on. it. You don't have to tell people their values, but core values, introspection, and Self-awareness. Interpersonal relationships, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, look, there's part of me that says, no, that should be taught by parents. And I agree, it should. I'm one of those people that says.
0: But if there was homework where kids go home and actually have conversations that involve... um, I'm...
1: As much as I'm suggesting this, I'm on the still on the fence about it. Okay. Because to me, it's like, this is stuff that's more family-oriented stuff. That should not be part of the reading, writing, arithmetic part. But... Yes. It's... I, I would rather replace, like I said, one of these woke classes with yeah. this, if this is also considered woke, in a sense. This, to me, would be more something that can stay generic in you know not attacking one person or another and teach people how to look for better relationships
0: well you know what i like about and i'm so glad that the caller mentioned this and 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 brought this to our attention because i'd like to think even if we don't get this deep and a lot of people do race into a relationship and you're talking about things and stuff and it sounds great and do you really ever have these really really important conversations there may be a. um I would guess that the percentage of people that have these deep, really important conversations, I would think it's pretty small. I, I could be very wrong, but I
1: agree. And you know why? Why? Because it's not in our culture to do that. And when you try to do that, it is a, either a turnoff or... well, I would say it's a turnoff because it's unexpected. You're not behaving in the way you normal that, that they're expecting. And here's what I'm getting at. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: For myself, I decided a long time ago, uh, uh, and look how wonderful it's worked out for me. (laughs) I decided
0: long ago never to walk in anyone's... Sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, That it's better to be friends first. Yes. And friends first is actually a hashtag in my head that I use a lot. Friends first, friends first. And in fact, I think I... I think think I've put that in a text before some uh girl I was interested in uh that's why I like to go on friend dates yeah where we're just we're just friends, but let me find out more about you. Mm-hmm. yes, I'm attracted to you, you know you're you're around my age twenty six and you know you're you're in decent shape and you know, uh, you seem to be seem to be a nice person.
0: You play tennis. Let's
1: go. Let's go do stuff together, right? So I can get to know you and get into deeper conversations before I throw my heart out there, right? But that's not. I my experience is that's so not normal that I think they get the vibe that I'm not interested. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying this is from my perspective. It seems that my friend first thing is not working for me.
0: Uh, and you have that conversation? And maybe I mean, explain I'm, why you say those kind of things and why you start out that way. No, because oh, it, okay. it,
1: it hardly ever gets to the friend first date. Oh, okay. Because it's almost like, hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, you know, hitting up hoes that want to get to bed right away or anything But you're like flirting
0: that. with them, right? But
1: yeah. Huh. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe hmm. I, some something about what I'm doing is not working properly. Well, maybe it's and just because it's the to, wrong chick. I'm trying to slow down and do it the right way. You know what I mean? Based on my past experience,
0: I think I think that's a good thing. I have been to, I've gone dancing before, and um, had men now in our advanced age of twenty six who get right to the point, and they want to know if you've had kids, and they want to know if you're looking to get married. And for me, that's a turnoff. It's like you know what? This is just a dance. We're just (laughs) dancing, all right. (laughs) That said, I mean. Okay, talking about these core values, wouldn't it be better to have these deep conversations before you do get your heart invested? But is that going to freak someone out talking about such serious that's things? That's what I'm that's, saying. That's a dance.
1: I know. <laughs> Believe me, it's and it's something I'm not that good at.
0: Hmm. I mean,
1: I've talked to you, you know, cuz we're we're obviously friends. we're yep. friends outside of the show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, you know, about people I'm interested in and I'm, you know, that they're not picking up what I'm laying down. They're not <sighs> they're not mopping up what I'm vomiting out.
0: I- You know what? They're not
1: chainsawing a tree what I'm plowing a field.
0: I got any more in there? I'll wait.
1: (laughs) They're not blowing their nose out of what I'm post nasal dripping.
0: (laughs) I I think that that's funny. I think sometimes it's just not the right thing. And I think when you're my experiences, when you're not looking, that's when suddenly people are dropping. Yeah, I don't believe that. I okay. I don't
1: believe that. I, Only because my experience is, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to not look. I'm going to not look, not look, not look, not look. Nothing, 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 nothing. F this. I got to go out there and look. Okay. This has right. been well, you uh, need too to, many years you of not need looking.
0: To, you need to ask my advice more because I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm a woman and I have some opinions and I've been around. <laughs> I know. I know things. So maybe I can help you and guide you and, you know, For but you don't know, no, it has to be authentic. It has to be authentically you. So never mind. But know this, knowing your core values back, back will help article. you know when, your other in, when other individuals' core values do not align with yours. If you're not aware of your core values, it will be difficult to find a partner with whom you're truly compatible. I agree. I tend to think that we know them. We just don't call them that. But right. I don't know. When to start talking about your core values. Ooh, good question. You should get a feeling for someone's core values as you're slowly getting to know them doing it right mark well try sort of (laughs) since it's not working (laughs) i think it's just miss wrong so far Mm. suppose you go on a first date and notice that you both have physical and emotional chemistry with each other and you begin to see each other weekly then by the fourth or fifth date (laughs) that scared me (laughs) did you notice the pause that was a pause of fear my shoulders and everything else down below like (laughs) I clenched (laughs) by the fourth. Oh, date. (laughs) You should be asking and talking about your core values by the fourth or fifth date. So about a month in. I'm like before that. Maybe you start to learn about their family. Do they talk about their family? Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. If you have a connection, I say start talking about it, period. Do they visit their family? Do they communicate with their family? Members of 10? Oh, often (laughs)
1: have problems reading members
0: of well there's a dash and i was like oh what does that mean (laughs) never mind okay these actions can clue you into whether they are close to their family and they have strong family values part of getting to know the person you're dating means that you take note of their actions does she pick her nose a lot does she fart all the time i just (laughs) added that part you constantly ask them questions and look for any signs of short cord values core values be mindful Right. About how your partner communicates with you, especially when they're going through difficult times. Do they become angry? Do they shut you out? Do they need to take time to themselves so they can sift through their feelings? I think men do that more than women, but I've only dated men, so <laughs> I don't uh, have any other way to compare. <laughs> do you do that? Are you one of those that like, has to go on your own when you're trying to sift through it? Well, I, to Are me, you, that's what that's what happens
1: in when I'm asleep. OK. Or, you know, when I'm going to bed or something like that, you know, it's it's it's. Uh,
0: so you don't talk about it with your partner? You just dream about it? Um, it depends on what it is. I,
1: I am introspective in the sense of a lot of this stuff resonates with me because I have uh, done a lot of introspective mm-hmm. thought and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know it, it all depends on what the situation is. I, I, being being a man with a logical mind, I try to you know logically work through things. That most of the time, I there's not. I know how arrogant this is going to sound, but there's not a lot of things I can't handle on my own. I'm kind of
0: independent
1: in that sense.
0: How's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I, on one hand, I hear you. I don't, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say (laughs) because I, I I get what they're saying here. And yeah, uh, talking things out, showing your vulnerability, that is important to women. We, we, a general, I'm generalizing, right? We need a man who can show a softer side, still be a man, still you know, um, make us feel protected by your emotional strength. Right. And, but also sometimes we need you to be vulnerable and talk to us. Right. It it, it just
1: depends what the subject matter is. I, I certainly in, in my relationships uh, show my vulnerability because of some of the terrible things that have happened to me in my life. I share mm-hmm. things that, you know, we've talked on the show. I I think we've talked, not necessarily as extensively, but about about uh either my grandparents treating my sister like an only child yep. or the death of my son which you know we haven't talked yes. extensively we we do have plans in future episodes go a little further with that mm-hmm. but those are two uh, two of the major sensitivity things in my life that that I do share and I'm very vulnerable especially when it comes to uh talking about my son
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know yep, and and, that, you and and there you go okay So, so I don't, I'm saying I don't have a lot of vulnerabilities in that sense because culturally men aren't supposed to, or, you know, uh, but I do share that. Those, those, that's, that's certainly things that I share because I know the kind of person I am and what things shape me into that. So I like to share that so that people know.
0: Well, so you need to know if uh, they, if they can pour their heart out to you, you need to know if they're needy. That's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Communication is a core value. And it's important to many, the more questions you ask, and the more time you spend with your partner, it should allow you to learn if your core values match up with your partner's core values. I've got to say if somebody's needy, and you like that, because you're a protector, to me, that sounds like you're enabling each other. Uh, It is also a wise idea to be direct and have a conversation about core values. This should be done as early as possible, and it can be done in a casual conversation by simply asking if they're religious, if they want children, if they're close with their family, and what values are important to them. Ask them about their past romantic relationships, their friendships, and their family ties.
1: (laughs) That's a tough one people lie about their past romantic relationships or
0: go on and on about everything that went wrong and it's usually the other person's fault and then that to me is a red flag if if all the blame is the other person i don't (laughs) ask them what their core values are and why ask them about their career goals what financial freedom means to them and inquire about how they handle challenging situations sounds like a job interview huh well it kind of is it is It's crucial to keep in mind how they answer these questions and talk about their core values. What is it? If you look to the left, you know the person's lying. If you look to the left a lot. Uh, It's crucial to keep in mind how they answer the questions and talk about their core values. Do they shy away from the topic by making excuses or changing the subject? Anyway, so let's move on. All right. No. (laughs) Do they respond right away with concrete examples? Do they become guarded and wonder why you're asking so many questions? Are they answering these questions too eager with perfect answers?
1: Wow. That's a, that's a big,
0: (laughs) regardless of your differences. I'm just saying, this
1: person who wrote this seems like they'd be very difficult to convince of anything. They're going, "Oh, oh, wait, they're too quick on that answer. No, they weren't quick enough on that answer. Oh, nope. They knew the, they knew an answer. As if they've been asked this before. I mean, I, I see. I kind of see what they're saying, but to me, they're this is almost like trying to cover all the bases.
0: I wonder if when they say "perfect answers," if it sounds too textbook.
1: You know what? Though there are some things in your life that happen to you, or something like that, that you get asked all the time, or something like that, that you you have a perfect answer at this point. I know. Uh, this gets a little on the sidetrack, but I know as, as someone who's a storyteller, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't just say, oh, yeah, we went down to the store and came back. It's like, no, 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 we went there. There was a shopping cart with a wobbly wheel. Is it right? Right. Yes. And I'll tell funny things and embellish here and there to make it funny. Uh, so as as, as, I, as I tell the story over and over, each person gets a little bit better version of the story. Mm-hmm. So back on track to this, you know, at some point. I'm going to have a perfect answer. You know what I mean? I'm going to have a direct yes. answer. Oh, oh, that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've talked about that so much that I have it really narrowed down to here are the points. And it sounds like it's a, uh, scripted, but it's not that it's scripted. It's just, I've told it over and over so many times. You've I been got around it down. One, yeah, I've got yeah. it down to a science.
0: Yeah. I wonder That's what they I... mean. I don't know what they mean by that. Mm-hmm. If, if it's too perfect, it does. It's not coming from your heart. Maybe. Uh yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't either. That's why I say I, that's why I'm questioning.
0: This so I'm I'm pulling it off the reservation and I'll bring it back around. I I don't okay. know if this is I'm I'm going to try and tie this together because it, in my mind it works.
1: Okay, I'm going to try to I, focus in and listen. Uh, okay. Thank you. I'm here to support you.
0: Thank you. So <laughs> I I recently listened to uh, a Russell Brand podcast. Okay. And I've heard a couple of his and I've shared them with you Mark and I know you've heard him a few times also. We're aware of this British actor from some for those of you that maybe aren't for whatever reason. If you live under a rock. I'm sorry, but <laughs> so um he's all over the place in the way he speaks because he's like blah 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 bla, and then blah 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 bla, and he keeps going and I don't know why but it just makes sense. So I'm thinking of the perfect answer that we were just discussing. Right. He has the perfect reply or the perfect analogy for so many things, even though it comes out as a jumbled mix of words, and he never takes a breath, and there's never a period. Right. But it makes so much sense, and it's so good and introspective and deep and thoughtful. And no, I don't have a crush on him. He's too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like him younger. No, 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 no. Um, and so... That never sounds like it's practiced or rehearsed to me. It just seems like it's coming from his heart and from all of those deep things that he's thinking about in the cobwebs that he's just spilling forth for all of us. I don't know if that's the difference, but I don't, that doesn't sound, it doesn't sound to me like he practiced that. That doesn't sound like a script. Right. Do you, so first of all. You agree or or no? Well,
1: I agree. He's, he's certainly not using a script. He's kind of doing a stream of consciousness, which, which is why there seems to be no punctuation. And he keeps talking like this and he right. keeps trying, he <laughs> he keeps trying to top the last one, top the last one, top the last yeah. one. That's yeah. how he talks. Yes. But uh, but I agree that sometimes some of the things he says, despite coming onto the scene as a wacky, nutty, stupid <laughs> comedian guy. Yes. He actually says some things that are pretty intelligent. Pretty profound. Pre- pretty even. deep. Yeah. But, but – uh, yeah. I, 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 what do they mean by perfect answer? You know what? we we One of these times we do these articles, maybe we
0: ought to contact the Seek person the, and see if yeah, we can what get, does the, that mean?
1: get the uh, author of these things on, uh, on the show. We'll, we'll see about doing something like that in the future.
0: Well, to uh, end this topic, she says, verbalizing the values you hold on to, whether you realize it before or not, can help you understand what's important to you in a spouse or, or a partner. Uh, and to make sure that they share those values, too. Have you learned something?
1: Uh, I've learned <laughs> that I think I'm doing the right thing. It's just not working. So I, clearly, I'm not doing the right thing. So and, there and you go. Probabl- and, and probably... <laughs> That's my introspection.
0: We d- we, d- we just don't call it that. This is a, a a deeper dive into something that hopefully most people do. But don't most of the time, I, I imagine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would agree that most of the time uh, people what don't.
0: What is it, 50% I, chance of divorce or whatever?
1: Uh, Who knows nowadays? On that
0: uh, note, can we have something even more depressing (laughs) (laughs) to talk about? Thanks for bringing the lightness to the show.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, moving right along. Uh, So I have a song that's called Knees Up Mother Brown. Now, there's a certain aspect of our listening audience that may know Knees Up Mother Brown. It is a song, and I'm going to play you, and I haven't listened to this. So this is is a segment where I uh, bring on a song that I have not listened to this particular clip that I have queued up. But uh, you might recognize this tune, and, okay. and because it was later stolen for a song I know, you totally recognize. So this there's is, bits
0: of this that I might recognize.
1: This is called Knees Up Mother Brown, and this is according to Wikipedia. It is a pub song.
0: Oh, I was Bel- thinking blues with that name. Okay.
1: Believe, yeah, oh, <laughs> you know what? I just got that. Knees up, Mother Brown. (laughs) Uh, It's a sexual reference, Janet.
0: Well, the knees up part, I mean, I'm...
1: I didn't even think of that. Oh, okay. All right. And you already did. Well... What does that say? (laughs) It's a pub song believed to date back as early as the 1800s. What? But first published in 1938 with origins in the East End of London. With its origins in public houses of East London, it, is, it was associated with Cockney culture. Oh. At the end of the First World War, it is documented to have been sung widely in London... On uh armistice night, which is the eleventh of November nineteen
0: eighteen. Do you know why this is great? Because it ties in with us just now talking about Russell Brand, who is from London <laughs> right. and has a very thick cockney accent. Well
1: not from London. He is from Oh,
0: Sussex. Sussex. Whoops, sorry. But he does have a the, cockney the accent. The New Jersey. Of, That's right. Um, yep. as he said. Yep. <laughs> uh the nineteen
1: thirty eight version was attributed to Bert Lee, Harris Weston, and I Taylor. During the Second World War, it was performed frequently by Elsie and Doris Waters. It was also later performed on television by Noel Harrison and uh, Petula Clark.
0: Oh, I do know who Petula Clark is. The
1: expression knees up means to have your knees up while someone is... No, it doesn't say that at all here. It says (laughs) the expression... The expression "knees up" means to have a party or dance, usually accompanied by drinking. "Knees up" mean you know you're dancing, yeah, you're right. your, knees your knees up. Knees are yep, yep. So this is the song, "Knees Up, Mother Brown." I want you to listen to it and uh, see if you can tell what uh, song came from this, what song stole from this.
0: Okay. <laughs> Is it from a musical? Song. I her run
1: song. Hmm. You Maybe. know what it sounds like. I know what it, so- know what it sounds like. Can what I, I tell you what I think? Yeah.
0: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is never need a reason, never need a rhyme, to step in time. I just got the chills. You were great. I gave myself the chills. You are great. You know what?
1: I got the chill, too, when you got it.
0: Now I gotta watch Mary. That's th- right, Mary Poppins. So I
1: watched a documentary about Mary Poppins recently, and it talked about "Step in Time" and how it was a old English pub song. And they needed—I think it was—they uh, needed some extra time in the movie, and so the Sherman Brothers wrote it, changed the words a little bit. And it became this uh,
0: four to five to seven minute segment I mean, in
1: the movie.
0: <laughs> it's a fantastic. It really makes me want to watch the movie. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke was amazing. What a great. Well,
1: except his Cockney accent. His, right. The English hated that he was like uh, so. Yeah, one of our ridiculous. one of our
0: guests on the show and a, and a personal friend of both of ours, who is English, um, and yes, he's he's not a fan. <laughs> Wow! So it turned into
1: this huge singing and dance segment. So a little they just nasty title
0: called "Knees Up Mother Brown" and it right. ends up in a children's. And they
1: stole it. They stole. I mean, come on, you recognize so they, it nearly oh, right yeah, away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the beginning sounded kind of familiar, but I was like, I, I don't know.
1: So, uh, "Knees Up Mother Brown." Getting back to "Knees Up Mother Brown," mm-hmm. someone said, and I'm trying to see if this is on. On the Wikipedia site, it said that it was also somewhat ripped off in a song called "Mio Bamboo" from "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang." Now, I've never seen the movie "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang," but oh. I do have queued up uh, "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang." Another
0: Dick Van Dyke movie, right?
1: And this is uh, called "Mio Bamboo" scene. So I may I may end up skipping. Let me skip. See- <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, there you go.
1: Also, the Sherman Brothers. Oh.
0: I don't remember this from Chitty Chitty Bang Was this like cut out of the? This is in a
1: circus. This is in a circus tent. It's a whole bunch of guys. Now, on the other time. It, is it a rip-off, or is it an example of the style of these type of songs?
0: Skating on the, the edge. edge. Right. But it's okay, isn't it? If That's they're... Dick Van
1: Dyke doing the lead.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that sounded like
1: it. And they're using a bamboo stick as a cane to, you know, do old cane, swing around, and treat it like a pole and swing around it. So it, there you go.
0: Are there knees up as much in this one? Because in uh, Step and Time, they're definitely doing the knees up. Right.
1: There is a lot of knees up in here.
0: You said this is in Chitty Bang Bang.
1: Chitty Chitty Bang okay. Bang. Not Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty well, Bang Bang was the I, first I, one. The second we're one. We're in a hurry. Chitty Chitty.
0: <laughs> I haven't got time for the extra Chitty. Um, well, we this need the, to watch that. Yeah. So
1: Sometime. there you go. What, what? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah. No, really. All right. Maybe. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> we have one of our friend movie nights where a bunch of us get together and All right. have a lovely supper. got to see Mary Poppins
1: and... first, though, because that's, that's a great
0: Mary one. Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, my heck. Are you ready to get freaked out? All right. Out? And
1: from Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we take you to Paranormal Corner.
0: <laughs> Dude. Well, we're going to start out talking about... Okay. So, it's Ouija board. Ouija board time.
1: Ah. There was...
0: Didn't... Did I... Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I was
1: like... I have a Ouija board.
0: Ew. I've never come to your house again.
1: I just haven't opened it. Someone gave it to me as a gift or... Do you remember? Is this familiar to you? No. I'm trying to think if we were in the same room when it happened. Was somebody gave you a Ouija board? Oh, my god! I don't think
0: I was. Why would somebody give you a Ouija board? (laughs) Please. Come on. (laughs) Bitch, please. (laughs) All right. Well, there's a a publication, an online site called Higgy Pop. Okay. They were one of the topics that they discussed were Ouija boards, and they had a survey. So we, before we get into some of the uh, true stories that people have had the experiences they've had with Ouija boards, right. I want to talk about what they found here. They asked people, "Have you ever used a Ouija board?" Right. 75 percent of the people have that doesn't surprise me too much i mean i you know i, I don't know i think as you imagine
1: up, it yeah as people of a certain age 26 yep. uh because i don't think my kids know what a
0: oh okay n- knew, knew what a ouija knew, board yeah.
1: is because okay. it, it it, by that time it was already everyone i think acknowledged that it was uh satan's board and we just Tool didn't of the do devil.
0: <laughs> well as and as i've mentioned early, early fairly early on in the show maybe even in our first season They had one in the game room in my elementary school. So, (laughs) yeah. Yep,
1: yep. That was Our Lady of Satan that you went to. It was a private school.
0: Yes. In your opinion, is a Ouija board a tool for communicating with spirits or just a game? 58% do believe that it's a tool for communicating with spirits. 19% just a game. 24% are not sure. Hmm. Do you think that Ouija boards have the potential to be dangerous? 64% sure do think that they can be dangerous. 27% no, 10% not sure. Have you ever had a personal experience with a Ouija board that you would consider to be paranormal? Only 47% have. 49% have not, 4% are not sure. Interesting. I would think that would just either be a yes or a no, but okay. Are you aware of the ideomotor motor ID motor I- I- effect?
1: I don't even know what I'm not even aware of that word. <laughs> well
0: sixty sixty percent are aware.
1: Oh, is that uh, okay, I'm just going for the word idea idea motor. Right?
0: Ideomotor, yeah.
1: That tells me that uh, that word probably means something about the, how your thoughts you, can control yeah, your yeah. hands.
0: Yeah, yes, you know, that your makes idea sense. Idea and mm-hmm.
1: motor skills that it's whatever you think about is pushing subconsciously the, pushing yep, the yep. planchette across.
0: Well, the next question. So 60% are aware of it. Next question. Do you believe that the unconscious movements can explain the movement of the planchette on the Ouija board? Are you psychic?
1: <laughs> well, no, but this is all within the same
0: realm. 59% think yes. Hmm. How do you think that the portrayal of Ouija boards in popular culture, such as movies and TV shows, have affected people's perception of Ouija boards? 79% think it's negative.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: Uh, you know. Because it is. Yeah. The Wait, other one. Only
1: ones, 79%. Go ahead. What's, where think it's
0: negative. Neutral or 9%. Positively are 4%. And then there's that 9% and they're not sure. Where,
1: when is a Ouija board ever being presented positively in movies and entertainment? I,
0: I kind of feel like it's more. So watching ghost shows and you don't watch them much at all. No. Um, I think that now, today, currently, a lot of people think of it as a tool for communication. And depending on whether or not you already think, ah, I don't know if that's a good idea, because are you opening yourself up to other communication? Right. right. And if you don't know how to use it properly, you have to close the channel and, and finish out your session or, you know, stuff like that. So, but I think a lot of people are like, no, it's fine. It's fine. All right. I can
1: see that. You you have changed my
0: mind. Okay. Do you think that the representation of Ouija boards in popular culture is accurate or misleading? 74% think it's misleading. Have you ever heard of someone having a violent or dangerous experience while using a Ouija board? 45% said yes. 51% said no.
1: There's Let's, still that well, small,
0: not sure. It's margin. a very
1: important question, though. Yep, yep read read the question again
0: have you ever heard of someone having question. a violent or dangerous have you ever experience? heard of it
1: not have you ever experienced but you heard because right. look there are things that happen and as i said earlier you know embellishment of stories you know to make them more entertaining i bet you people have heard a lot more than of things that have actually happened
0: it's funny you ask or mention have you ever had a violent or dangerous experience while using a ouija board i'm psychic. <laughs> Have I looked at this? Nope. Only eight percent have had a dangerous or violent experience. There you go. Eighty-nine percent have not. Yeah. All of that said,
1: the Ouija board is safe.
0: Fine.
1: (laughs) According to this, there's only an eight percent chance that something violent is going to happen.
0: But I got some stories for you now. Okay. People's experiences with Ouija boards. This one's called Het. Justin played with a Ouija board one day with several of his friends. They asked questions, but instead of the planchette moving to certain letters, it began to move in a strange pattern. It went to all four corners of the board and it made an X. The the 32-year-old New Jersey resident wrote to Reader's Digest. He says, and then it just went in circles. The next time he used the board, because that wasn't enough, he decided to go in again. The next time he used it... Wait, if he was
1: doing Xs and circles... (laughs) (laughs) He was he was playing playing <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the next time or it was like sending him a love letter
1: oh that could oh, be too Yep.
0: Yeah. the next time he used the board it was or
1: it was planning his next football move on oh, the uh, x's okay. and o's on the football field
0: if you have anything to comment about it this and tell you what you think it is you can contact us on instagram twitter or snack a little at facebook <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> A 32 year old. Uh, so it went in circles. The next time he used the board, it was with a different friend at his house. Again, the pl- see, okay. <laughs> 32. I, I don't know if I would have been doing this at 32. But well, you know what, I guess it's not much different than some of the things that we've done here at you, the house.
1: You mean when you reach 32. We're not there. Yet. Right.
0: Because I'm just thinking, I, I, you know what? If it was chicks, it's more believable to me. I can't imagine you, for example, inviting a guy friend over and going, "Hey, want to play with the Ouija board again?" Right. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I
1: totally would never. I, I, it's it a certain.
0: It's a certain personality or something. I don't. I don't, I don't
1: know. even know that I would do that
0: with a date. You know. Maybe that's why you're not getting it. You know. What? <laughs> <laughs> you got to try something new
1: right I, you know what i, you, I think you're right Jana. i need to stop trying to be on the straight and narrow path <laughs> of right. good and i need to start down that trail of evil in order That's to get right. some
0: <laughs> so the the ship moved in the same strange pattern i felt like it was some kind of a hex later that night when he was sleeping he felt a forceful hand grab his arm oh, dang it and wake him up <laughs> everyone else in the house was sound asleep Looking for a less freaky foray into the supernatural. Oh, <laughs> it's saying, try watching these witch movies. That's the end of it. And then it no, tells me to didn't. watch a. No, that was it. it he <laughs> grabbed his arm and <laughs> woke him up. All right, a ghastly glitch.
1: And he was never heard from again.
0: <laughs> Apparently not, because we don't know the end of that story. Wow. Abby was in her room one night after playing with the Ouija board. Have you ever heard it pronounced that the A would be pronounced at the end, by the way? Yeah, Ouija. Out, ja, or, I've yeah. heard Ouija. Okay. Uh, bored earlier in the day. As she was getting ready for bed, her computer screen changed from black to blue. It turned on by itself. She turned the computer off again. The computer clicked itself back to life. Anxious, Abby unplugged the computer completely, and then the unpowered computer started back up again. She buried the Ouija... A little, little tingle. I don't know. Okay, she buried the Ouija board in her backyard the same night. Who? That's the end of that one, too. Okay, I
1: have questions on all of this. Who buries... Did she Did she bury it before that happened? Is, are they saying that... No, that, that freaked her out,
0: so she's like, it's not stopping, so I'm going to bury it. I'm filling in the blanks.
1: I know, but that, it's like... To me, that would... When you're putting the Ouija board closer to hell by burying
0: it... Well... That's uh. Do you think she have, should have hike to Mount Rubidoux and put it? Up I don't know. On I, a rock?
1: I don't know. I think you should have
0: uh, mm. shoot it into get a trebuchet <laughs> and like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how you get it higher to heaven.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. I just it just that just seemed weird to me to uh, that that she buries it in the backyard okay i I don't know that seemed like a lot of effort just throw it in the trash can
0: well since there's nothing to the neighbors put on their porch she didn't say and then it was on my front porch when i came back
1: yeah yeah
0: okay solo play most people play with a ouija board in groups or at least with one another one and another person right but oceana you already know with that name she's like haunted (laughs) but with oceana one she wanted to try to use it on her own she put her hands on the pointer And she asked questions, but nothing happened. She took her hands off of the pointer and was about to put the game away when the planchette began moving around on its own. Okay. And I'll never try that again, 30-year-old Oceana from New Jersey said. Yeah,
1: see, I don't believe some of this stuff.
0: The open circle. When Vince was a child, one of his friends goaded him into playing with a Ouija board in his basement. Young Vince didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen, so he went along with it. Once they started to play, however, the lights began to flicker. The air around them grew cold, and a spirit began to communicate with them through the board. The spirit spelled out a Russian name and claimed he had been murdered. We took a break to make some pizza rolls, but we forgot to close the circle when we were done. It says here, if you're new to Ouija board stories, that's a giant no-no.
1: I didn't know that. I'm not even familiar close with Close the-, the circle. See, I was, I, here I've been doing my Ouija board all wrong.
0: See, now you can do better. Do better, Mark.
1: So what happened? After returning
0: the to the basement. Yeah, that's it. Now <laughs> onto the new one. <laughs> uh, after returning to the basement, the energy was much heavier. The books and things were sprawled out on the floor. And yet the board remained perfectly still in the center of the room, just how they'd left it. Upon looking at a mirror that we had nearby, the eye of the Ouija board was moving sporadically in its reflection. Uh, Okay, I don't know if that's true or not. Who knows, but that one... All right, I'm
1: also going to debunk the... It was the name of a Russian. Uh, The Russian alphabet is different than our alphabet. How do they know it was Russian? Unless it was Boris. I'm just thinking of uh, uh, Evgeny, maybe. But, you know, the Russian... Could be Yakov. The Russian... Yeah, it could. (laughs) Now we're back to my
0: dating. (laughs) But... That took a minute because <laughs> I don't speak Russian, so I had to I had to translate. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Or more accurately, my lack of dating. <laughs> right. Uh, don't yak off too much because your chat will go blind.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I agree with that because I mean a Russian name just is not just because it's not in the Russian alphabet, or if it was Chinese, just because it's not in Chinese. You know, uh, well, I
1: guess the ghost maybe tried to spell it out phonetically then. Exactly. I guess. Come
0: on. I don't know. A haunted housewarming. The first time I used a Ouija board, I was about six or seven. Who are their parents, or maybe they're all having them in their (laughs) elementary schools too? (laughs) That could be. I was with my mom and my older sister, who was about 15 at the time. (laughs) Paige, now 24, uh, that's the sister. The family had just moved to a new house, much bigger and older than the one they lived in previously. That That's a good idea to have an older yeah. house and break yeah. out the Ouija yeah, board. Yeah, move
1: into a new house, you know, everything's new. The first <sighs> thing you do is break out the Ouija board.
0: That night, Paige, her mother and her sister were eating pizza on the living room floor. Since they didn't have all of their furniture set up yet, they put a, a fire on to ease the chill of the fall air. After dinner, her sister pushed her mom to let them play with the old Ouija board. As we were using it, Paige recounts, a box in the living room that had some books in it literally flew across the room. Shortly after that, the fire inexplicably went out and their mother was so shaken that she, sh- <laughs> said she shook the girls. <laughs> she took the girls to their grandmother's house to spend the night. I have know of some people who were Playing, some people I went to church with who were playing with the Ouija board one night because they did think it was a toy and something like that. Well, the Ouija board flew up. Some religious uh, people from my religion, uh, missionaries, came to visit that family that night, and they opened the door, and these teenage kids were playing with a Ouija board, and the Ouija board flew up and hit one of them in the head. And I have um, every reason to believe this is absolutely accurate. I trust the people that I heard this from, yeah. absolutely, 100%.
1: Hmm. Go ahead. One, one more. Okay. One more story.
0: <laughs> you looked like you were about to say something. No, so okay. <laughs> summer camp scare. Ouija board stories don't necessarily have to involve the professionally packaged toy. I know about that too. As a child, Liam was at summer camp one year when he and some other Wait, boys who Liam Liam. Oh hell!
1: Is there is there an <laughs> H in
0: there? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. Liam, Liam was playing in the... You're gonna go to hell, okay? <laughs> <laughs> as a child, Liam... Liam. Liam. Is that better? Liam. <laughs> was at summer camp one year when he and some other boys drew out their own Ouija board on a large sheet of paper. As soon as we were using it, he says, we heard knocking coming from inside one of the lockers. And it ends right there. It, it goes into something else and it starts talking to me about <laughs> They're fooling me because then it starts telling you to click on this and this and that and the other. Oh,
1: uh, We aren't going to do that. Well, there you go. So uh, what is your experiences with the Ouija board? Let us know by contacting us on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter.
0: Let's snack a little,
1: or give us a call in our dedicated listener line. It's nine zero nine
0: five seven two zero two seven eight. Let let us know if you uh, got the. Uh, Uh, step in time song right away (laughs) do you speak Russian and do you believe that it was actually a Russian is that possible and how often
1: are you visited by Yakov
0: (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to know that
1: and what do you think of core values what do you think of that whole discussion do you think the uh, psychology today article was correct on everything is it
0: something in your relationships that you discussed or is it something that you kind of keep in the back of your mind secretly you're sizing them up right we want to know all of that and stick around come back Tell your friends.
1: Listen to all of our shows, all the way from season one, so you can be up on all the in-jokes.
0: Give us a call, loves.